San Diego's bishop took part in the Vatican's Pan-American Synod, in which Catholic leaders discussed the challenges of maintaining a functioning church in the region. Because of such low populations, leaders considered allowing married men to become priests in the world's largest rainforest. Pope Francis may or may not approve the move, but the decision shows signs of possible change in one of the world's biggest religious institutions. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your San Diego News Fix. Peter Rowe, you cover a number of things at the Union-Tribune, and that frequently involves religion. And recently, there are some interesting changes going on with the Catholic Church with the San Diego Connection. Why don't you explain what was this meeting about? Yeah, well, Daniel, you said it was uh, with the San Diego Connection, and that's one of the things that makes the story so interesting is uh, it was a meeting in Rome, so right away we're, we're half a world away, mm-hmm. and it was focused on issues having to do with the Amazon Basin, which, of course, are really nowhere close to us in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And yet a lot of this hit home. A lot of this seemed very very relevant and very local to San Diego Catholics. In part, this is because of Bishop Robert McElroy, who's the diocesan bishop here, Mm -hmm. was one of the delegates to this special synod, a meeting primarily of bishops but other clerics uh, in Rome to discuss issues in the Amazon. So basically it was just like a a large formal gathering to discuss like church policies and kind of focus on scriptures and things like that, right? Yeah, well, the the Pope, uh, this was preceded by a visit two years ago by the Pope to the Amazon uh, where he met with uh, local Catholics and they talked about some of the issues that they're facing. And they're, they're serious issues. Uh, of course, the Amazon right now is going through this period of tremendous deforestation. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of a lot of the jungle is being cut down, clear cut, uh, to make room for farming and and for cattle grazing. At the same time, there's also a lot of mining going on because there are tremendous natural resources in the Amazon basin. But what the Pope heard was that. His flock, you know, the Catholics uh, in this part of the world were often threatened if Mm -hmm. they tried to defend their land, if they tried to keep uh, these large interests out of their areas, if they wanted to preserve their traditional ways of life. Mm -hmm. That was one of the things. Another thing that's going on is that many of these villages are incredibly isolated. Mm -hmm. And if, in fact, you are part of a Catholic community in an isolated Amazonian village, you may not see a priest more than once a year. And can you explain why that's important to someone that isn't Catholic? Well, of course. I mean, uh, every every religion has their rituals, their rites. And in the Catholic Church, the Mass is the weekly Mass, primarily the Sunday Mass, mm-hmm. is what kind of the faith revolves around. And at the center of the Mass is um, when the priest uh, consecrates the Eucharist, the body and blood of Christ, and then distributes it to to the faithful. Mm-hmm. And they come forward and the, the priest, you know, gives them the host, you know, a little wafer of bread that in Catholic theology has been transubstantiated, has become the actual body and blood of Christ, mm-hmm. right? Well, if you're not a priest, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. You cannot 
you cannot bless and make the host this sacred thing, right? So if if you're not seeing a priest more than once a year, that means you're not able to receive Holy Communion more than once a year, and that's that's a big deal mm-hmm. uh, in the Catholic Church. So, so one of the issues that the the synod was taking up was, well, what do we do for these remote villages? Mm-hmm. And a proposal they ended up endorsing was taking what they called men of proven character. And many of them are already church deacons, but mm-hmm. you know these are these are faithful members of the Catholic flock in these communities, and ordaining them as priests, mm-hmm. kind of an emergency uh, ordination of these these men. So basically, making sure that the infrastructure of the church exists in places where there aren't enough people, right? That's right, and and doing it in in a way that. Um, that a lot of folks are, are uncomfortable with. So, mm-hmm. I mean, as I said, the the bishops, the synod did endorse this, but it was not a unanimous decision by any means. And there was a substantial, maybe one third of the group that voted against this. Mm-hmm. And uh, this involves some married men to allow to be priests, right? That's correct. So uh, many of many of these proven or men of proven character would be married men. They would have wives. They might have children. Um, and this, again, in the Catholic Church, this is not what people are used to. They're not accustomed to having married priests. And there is a, in the church currently, um, the vast majority of priests are celibate, mm-hmm. uh, single, single men, um, and that's kind of the way it's been since about the 1100s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and this has always been a point of controversy, kind of the, the roles of gender and everything within the Catholic Church. So what caused this shift to allow them to essentially loosen the restrictions to become a priest? What were the reasons why? Well, they looked at a couple of different options. You know, the the goal was somehow to provide more priests in these remote areas. And so they uh, they didn't just endorse the idea of taking married men and, and ordaining them as priests. Mm-hmm. They also said, hey, we need to encourage more young men to enter the seminary to train become to become priests, more indigenous uh, folks, you know, from the Amazonian basin. Mm-hmm. And also we need to encourage more missionaries uh, from other countries to come into the Amazon and to serve as priests. But I think there was a recognition that uh, it is just becoming unsustainable, you know, Mm -hmm. that you you had a church without uh, the traditional leaders who were able to, you know, be there and and be with their flock. Mm -hmm. And uh, bringing it back to San Diego, what was our local representative in this meeting? What was uh, kind of his point of view on this? Well, here... He agreed that this was a, an emergency and that this step needed to be taken. So he was, he was one of those who uh, was encouraging the Pope to take this step. Now, the step hasn't been taken, mm-hmm. and the recommendation goes to the Pope, and the Pope will make a decision within the next couple of months. At the same time, uh, the Synod looked at the role of women in the church. Now, they started by looking at the role of women in those 
communities in the mm-hmm. Amazon. And again, I mean, it it became clear that there was a shortage. There was a shortage of people to do the work of the church and that often the work fell to women. And mm-hmm. so what they looked at was uh, going back to a practice that the early church had had of having women as deacons who were looked on as sort of a, a minor order mm-hmm. um, within the church. So they're not priests. They don't have the same abilities uh, as priests, but they can uh, they can do baptisms. They can do funerals. They can preach. Um, so they can do quite a bit of, uh, of what a priest does. They cannot, they cannot administer Holy Communion, mm-hmm. and they cannot um, hear confessions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but short of that, they can do much, much of anything. So, so at any rate, so uh, McElroy, the, the San Diego bishop, came back uh, saying he thought that was a good idea. He, he mm-hmm. thought that they should. And that he thought that this should be church-wide. This yeah. should be throughout the whole world. Um, and that, so the report that came out from the majority of these bishops at the Synod endorsed taking another look at the role of women in the church and strengthening their position. And this was one of the ways to do that was to, to uh, have them be ordained as deacons. Mm-hmm. And what do we know about the kind of opinion of that move? Is it popular enough for it to actually become new church policy? Well, here's the thing about the Catholic Church. I mean, it truly is. I mean, Catholic, if you if you use the word with a lowercase c, one of the definitions is universal. Mm-hmm. Um, and the church, I, in some ways, kind of prides itself on being this global institution, that it's not uh, specific to any one country or really to any one culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so within the Catholic Church, you'll find every opinion about everything. Yeah. Uh, and so it's not surprising, perhaps, that this is very controversial. Any change within this church becomes very controversial. And we are able to find rather quickly San Diego Catholics who think that this is a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. And the argument one of the arguments I heard was, uh, well, listen, you know, Christ was a man, and a deacon is acting in the place of Christ, right? Mm-hmm. So how can we see Christ in a woman? Uh, Christ was a man. So that's one argument. Um, of course, there are also many within the Catholic Church who would like to see women as priests. Yeah, And there is some hope, I guess, among church liberals that deaconesses would move that day a little bit closer. Mm -hmm. And then there's also fear among conservative Catholics that, yeah, that (laughs) that would be a way of making uh, female priests that much more, um, you know, viable within Mm -hmm. the church. Yeah, and also, how loud is that liberal contingent within the Catholic Church? Because when I think of more liberal interpretations of Christianity, it's mostly a variety of Protestant that mm-hmm. is more open to everything from you know same-sex marriage to female priests. Right, and that's one of the arguments that's made by some uh, conservative Catholic writers. Uh, Ross Dutat, who's a, a columnist at the New York Times, has written about this quite a bit. And he's saying, you know, 
basically saying the liberal Catholics, what they want is what you see in some of the more liberal Protestant denominations. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Episcopalian Church is very close in, in its service, in, you know, in the Mass, mm-hmm. on the Sunday service, uh, the communion, very close to the Catholic service. Uh, but they have female priests, they recognize same-sex marriage, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So, and Ross Dutat saying, well, look what's happened to them. Their, their congregations are shrinking. Mm-hmm. So why should we Catholics, why should we Catholics follow in that same road when, number one, we conservatives believe it's a betrayal of the true faith, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Again, I'm speaking as, uh, you know, I'm trying to channel uh, the conservative Catholic point of view uh, that you would be betraying the faith and you would be going down a road that that seems to be less popular. Mm-hmm. And it is certainly interesting having this conversation in kind of the political time that we're in right now. Like, is the Catholic Church growing? Because in America, at least, religiosity is decreasing. Well, yeah, and this this is another issue that we really haven't gotten into and that this story didn't touch on, but uh, much of the Catholic Church's growth in the United States is due to immigration. Mm -hmm. It's due due primarily to immigration from Latin America um, and the outreach that the Church has to its uh, Latin American or its its Hispanic American – Mm-hmm. Uh, population. Uh, so the church has taken a pretty liberal approach to issues of immigration and has been in conflict with the Trump administration mm-hmm. on those kind of issues. Um, mm-hmm. So that, I mean, the Catholic Church is interesting because if you look at many of the politicians in the United States, you'll find some very conservative Catholics, you know, who tend to line up with the Republican Party. But you'll also find some very liberal Democrats Mm -hmm. uh, who tend to focus more on the church's social teachings as opposed to, you know, issues like um, women priests or same-sex marriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Catholicism, you really can't put it in a certain box, and it's X, Y, because as with everything, it's a range of views and perspectives. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> people continue to try to put it in certain boxes, and and there are times, I guess, when when you really can't avoid taking a position that mm-hmm. is going to anger a conservative or anger a liberal. And I think this is one of those times. So, so when it comes to you know what was being recommended for the Amazon, mm-hmm. again, you know, it's a world away. Uh, and these meetings are happening in Rome, uh, it was very, very present for a lot of a lot of Catholics in San Diego County. Mm-hmm. And also, what do we know about um, McElroy's kind of current politics? Well, McElroy is viewed as, as one of Pope Francis's loyalists. If you look at his time here in San Diego, uh, he's pretty much backed the Pope on everything um, mm-hmm. that the Pope has done. And that isn't true. This is very interesting that this this particular Pope uh, does not have the sort of unquestioned 
uh, loyalty and obedience that a lot of popes have had in the past. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're seeing more, uh, especially conservative uh, bishops and cardinals speaking out uh, and asking questions of the pope, trying to, you know, kind of push him uh, more towards the uh, the center or more towards the right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but Ma- McElroy is not one of those. McElroy has taken within the church a more open, uh, accepting view of the gay community, the LGBT kind of questions. Uh, there is a at least one parish uh, of of the diocese 99 there's one parish uh, it's in Hillcrest mm-hmm. uh, that has really made it a mission to be more welcoming to the LGBT community uh, with I'd say mixed amount of success mm-hmm. um, so that that was one of his uh, one of his moves uh, he's been outspoken against the current uh, Washington administration's mm-hmm. uh, views on immigration. So in, in those in those ways, he's more of a church liberal. On the other hand, I mean, he's very strong on pro-life issues. Mm-hmm. He is, he's opposed to abortion, uh, and he's held a number of um, you know kind of masses and made a number of statements about that. So again, I mean, he. He doesn't fit neatly into mm-hmm. uh, American politics left-right continuum. Uh, he's got some positions on the left and some on the right. Yeah, which in a way is kind of a metonymy of San Diego as a place in which the views don't really go in either box perfectly. It's kind of a force fit into it either way. Right. We're <laughs> we're we're a complex uh, community here in San Diego, and, and I think this church kind of reflects that. Peter Rowe. Thank you so much. My pleasure. In other news, volunteers removed more than 24,000 pounds of trash from the San Diego River late last month. Most of the trash comes from homeless camps along the riverbed, as well as stormwater debris. The trash removal came at a critical time. Winter rains washed more trash into the riverbed and ultimately out into the ocean. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekdays at 5 p.m. If you also like your news in your email inbox, we've got you covered. You can sign up for breaking news, top headlines, business, sports, entertainment, watchdog, caregiving, and more. We've also got Bolotines en Español, plus emails for Pacific Magazine and a host of community newspapers. Just go to uniontrip.com newsletters. Until next time.